On today's episode, we have Amenta Bullard. She is a weight loss coach and registered dietitian. She helps women create a body they love so they can feel sexy and confident. Amenta specializes in helping Black and Caribbean women learn portion sizes so they don't have to give up their cultural foods to lose weight. You can find her on Instagram at Black period Caribbean period nutritionist. You can also find her on Facebook. Her Facebook page is Amenta Bullard, dietitian and weight loss coach. Welcome to the show. Hi, y'all. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Super excited to have you share right off the bat where you started and compare where you started to where you are now. Well, I have been trying to start my business and get it off the ground for a while now, but towards the latter part of the year, I said, you know what? It's time for me to stop trying and just do it. So that's what I'm doing now. And I joined Libby's program and I've been able to have a more consistent plan and flow of clients. That's wonderful. That's super helpful. I think certain situations make it a lot easier to just jump in and go for it. Yeah, for sure. And now that you've decided to jump in and go for it, can you share with us a little bit about the types of clients you work with, a little bit more than what I mentioned in your bio, and dive deep in telling us about your current niche? Yeah, so the type of client I work with, like you did mention a bit before, are Black women as well as Caribbean women. So I am born in the U.S., however, I am of Trinidadian heritage, so I have a taste of both of these cultures and I am able to relate to these two different types of women. So something that these two types of women come across is in the media, in the public, they're saying that our cultural foods, whether it's Caribbean foods or African-American foods, are not healthy and they don't fit into a healthy lifestyle and diet. So basically, one of my main messages is telling my ladies that, yes, you can fit your cultural foods and foods you like into a healthy diet that can help you lose weight. I particularly love that you have a connection to your ideal client, which allows you to really connect with her on many levels. That is important, especially when you're on a journey for losing weight. So thanks so much for sharing that. And now I would like to learn a little bit if your niche has evolved and if you can share with us what it was like when you first started out. Yes, so I actually have evolved quite a bit in my niche. Initially, I started off working with weight gain, ladies who wanted to gain weight. That was my initial ideal client prior to working with Libby. However, after doing my research, I realized that this target client was younger in age and didn't have the dollars to spend on the services. So that meant that it wasn't really a good business idea. So from there, I transitioned to ladies who wanted to lose weight, ladies in the demographic 30 to 40, just about. And these ladies are more established and have um, money to invest in themselves at that point. Yeah, thank you so much for taking us through your research period, because I find that a lot of people are concerned about, is this something that's profitable? Is this something that's going to pay my bills? And what you discovered is through research, it wasn't the first idea that was going to make the money, but it was your latter idea. So sometimes it just takes a little bit of that research, but it pays off once you land on finding a marketable niche. 
Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't just research like on Google or Reddit or Facebook groups. I actually spoke to women on the phone and got them on the phone, found out about their problems and more about them. And from there, I I was able to make my determination. Very cool. Thanks for offering those really helpful insights. And when it comes to growing your business and being able to work with this market and make money, essentially being your own boss, would you say that you've always had this dream and what made you start or decide to take it to this next level? Yeah, I actually have always wanted to have my own business since high school. You know, I didn't really know what I wanted to do in high school. It's really interesting. And even in college, nutrition was actually like my fourth major. But one thing I've always known is that I've always wanted to have my own business. I come from a very large family and many of us have our own businesses. So that's always been an inspiration, the freedom, the flexibility. That's always been something that I've wanted and needed. Yeah, I think many people would love to have flexibility, especially when it comes to work. That's one thing that a lot of people don't get enough of when they work like traditional corporate jobs. And like freedom, of course, that comes with that flexibility. So thanks for sharing the benefits of entrepreneurship. And for people that are trying to get out there and build their business, you and I both know it does require building no like trust factor. So can you provide the listeners one or two tips for how they can effectively build no like and trust for their business? My biggest tip is to not be afraid of being yourself. You know, you are unique, you're amazing, you're wonderful, and there are people who want that special sauce, that special glitter that you have inside of you. So share it. So for so long, I have been, you know, afraid to really be myself in the professional space and in my business. But what I'm seeing more and more is as I inject my business with my personality and, you know, my humor, people connect with that because that's me. That's my personality. And people want to connect with somebody who's real. I adore your perspective of just literally letting yourself know you are your own special sauce, your own special glitter. I guarantee you that's going to end up as a motivational quote somewhere. I love that so, so, so much. (laughs) Thanks for providing those insights to the listeners. And I hope they really take that to heart. And can you share now what this ability to sell your special sauce, show your clients your glitter and how you can help them reach their number one weight loss goal. How has that turned into sales? Can you talk about money, how much you have made approaching your business this way? Yeah. So since starting with Libby in mid-August, I actually checked my numbers like last week and I was amazed (laughs) myself that I actually met my initial goal of 5K. So I've made $5,000 so far and it's really amazing because I've made about 10,000 for the whole year and I've made half of that in much less time. So I'm really grateful and I'm loving it and I'm really thankful for the program and how I'm going to be moving going forward. Woohoo! That is awesome. Uh, Can you share with the listeners the one little fun thing you told me about you had listened to these podcasts and we were talking a little bit about money and what you're going to share. And you told me one thing. Do you mind sharing that? 
Sure. Yeah. So I am a believer in law of attraction and, and scripting and really creating a life that you love. I believe that, you know, yes, God put us here on this planet, but he made, we are creators. We are in his own image and, you know, we are the masters of our own life. So I'm always writing motivational things to myself. And one thing I wrote down was that I wanted to write down my podcast headline. So I said, listen to how Minta made 10,000 in three months. And so that's what I wrote down. And, you know, I really thank you, y'all, because even when I shared that with you, you said, yeah, you can make the 10K, like you're not done yet. And that really lit me up again because you're right, I'm not done and anything is possible. Oh my God. I am so stoked for you. I hope you don't mind me putting you on the spot. When you told me that, that was so unique. And I think a lot of people could benefit from doing that little exercise. And thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing that. Yeah, sure. (laughs) So I know you hinted at wanting, we want to have you hit 10K by the three month mark, but can you share like another long-term money goal that you have for yourself? Well, I was able to meet my initial goal of um, 1500 a month, obviously. The next goal is 5K per month and then on to 10K. Woohoo! Yes. You have it framed out. I yes, love it. Ma'am. <laughs> we're moving. We're moving and shaking. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. And if you could share, since we're on the topic of money and moving and shaking, what have you done with this money that you've made so far? What has it afforded you? Well, it's afforded me the ability to be more comfortable in general. And, you know, as most dietitians know, a lot of us do side hustles. It's very common among dietitians to do side hustles, whether you're contracting, whether you're doing it on your own. And I have literally done it all. Since I've been a dietitian, I've had a minimum of two to five jobs. And yes, at all times. (laughs) It's exhausting. Exactly. But right now I don't have to have side hustles. I get to work on me and my business and something I love. And I'm working towards the lifestyle, my dream lifestyle, where I'm able to help people pour into them, help them achieve my goals and serve them and get rewarded for that. So I'm again, grateful for this very much. Wow. I think those out there that have a similar story as you, the two to five side hustles. <laughs> wow. All that education to have that many side hustles blows my mind. A million honey, percent. Honey, let me tell you what I've done to get to where I am. It's unbelievable. Seriously. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so happy that now you're able to really focus on not just one stream of income, but something that you said is that you're passionate about what you're doing. And what I think is also really profound, the way that you even describe how you help people, you're pouring yourself into them to help them reach their outcome and you get rewarded for it. Ooh, when you said that, my hair stood up. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is like such a joy to be able to do that for people. Yes, it it really does bring me joy. Like I love my ladies and I know all of them. You know, I know them by name and we have a personal connection. And I really enjoy that. In regular jobs, we don't always have the opportunity because, you know, we're churning patients through the mill, unfortunately. But I get to do things on my time. 
And I really appreciate that. That's so true. And it connects to your first point, having flexibility and having freedom. And what you're doing is creating that life for yourself. So kudos to you. Thank you. And can you share a little bit about your money story? You were so confident in listing your money goals. You're obviously a big believer in affirmations and putting things out in the universe. But when it comes to setting these massive, scary goals, like 1500 a month, 5k a month, 10k a month, that really doesn't come easy for a lot of people. So was that something that you struggle with? Can you share anything about your beliefs around money and how that shifted over time? Yeah, you know, I really had no real idea about money mindset until about this time last year. I had read about, you know, the other types of things, law of attraction. However, it wasn't until I took another course that I learned about money mindset and that I actually needed to work on mine. And there's so many things as a person of color as someone who was raised in a very religious home, you know, like money is the root of all evil and, you know, rich people are bad and selfish. That's a problem. That's a huge problem because if you want to have money, if you want to be wealthy, then those are in direct contradiction to your desire. And the thing is, money is not evil. Money is good. You can't help anybody else when you don't have money. It's a resource and money doesn't make people bad. It only amplifies what's already there. So if you're a good person, no worries, you know? Yeah. So thankful I was able to be introduced to the need to even work on my money mindset. From there, I've I've read, you know, Denise Duffield uh, Thomas, Jen Sincero. Those are some really iconic ladies for me and their works have been very significant in my growth. Oh, kudos to you. And I love that you framed it as money as a resource, like any other valuable resource. It's something that we should value and cherish. And a lot of people don't think about it that way. So thank you so much for sharing that with the listeners. And now that you have been able to get your mindset in a way that wants you to hit these big money goals, you've decided to use the platform of Instagram to be able to hit those goals that you set out for yourself. So can you share with us how you use Instagram to grow your business? Well, I've always wanted to use Instagram to grow my business. However, my Instagram was a hot mess before. (laughs) I'll just be honest. I'll just be completely honest. But This piece was the piece that was missing for me, the marketing, the Instagram marketing. And I really like how Libby lays it out. It's clear. It's to the point. And you just hit it. Do what she says. I mean, really just just hit the points. And so interesting. I've had so many people following me for a while on Instagram. And once I got my marketing down, within weeks, they're, they're ready to sign up, literally. Because everybody knew I was a dietitian, but they didn't know clearly what I had to offer. Once they knew clearly in my messaging, in my content, they were ready to pull out their credit cards, literally. So, so important. Speak to that one person. Speak to your ideal client. Don't be afraid to niche down and just hit it. Hit it, hit it, hit it. Yes, I love it. Because for the most part, you knew that Instagram was the piece that was going to help you get to those money goals. So you had that part, but you just needed that other bit. And and you had the audience too. 
So Instagram's a platform. You already had the audience, but they had no clue how you could help them. The moment you did that, the sales rolled in. That is so freaking cool. And what great inspiration for people who have an account with lots of people on there have not generated sales. And that could be very well your missing piece, like a menaces. Yes, I agree. Totally. So can you walk us through a little bit more about this marketing piece? Like what is your content creation process like now in terms of like getting that messaging right to get people to jump on a call with you? So for my content creation, I'm always thinking about my ideal client. I'm always thinking about what she needs, her problems, her pains, and speaking directly to her. So when I'm creating the messages, I'm going back to things my previous clients and prospective clients have actually told me word for word to create the content. And I'm making sure that it's something that speaks to them. Yeah, what a great way to leverage those conversations. I think a lot of people overcomplicate the messaging. They're like, I have no idea what they want. But if you've ever done a consult and you've had actually like clients end up signing on, all of that is good information. It allows you to really create really helpful content that allows you to address, like you mentioned, the problems and the pain. So thanks for that suggestion for the listeners. And can you share with us how you have like really developed this really targeted niche messaging? Uh, Is there some trick that you do? Like, is it through images or words? Can you share with us a little bit about that? For my messaging, really talking to the ladies, like they're my friends, because honestly, when they are in my program, we do have that camaraderie and that, that friendship going on there and they feel comfortable with me and I with them. And honestly, I would coach these ladies for free, but you know, it is a business, but I love it so much that I would do it for free. So what I'm saying there is we have that comfort between each other and I take that and put it into my content. So whether it's a Twitter post, those have been doing very well for me, just getting straight to the point, blunt, like, hey girl, like you can eat carbs. Don't listen to what they say you know, something like that, or this or that. People do like the comparison, this or that type of posts as well. Those tend to do well. Yeah, I love hearing how you talk about, you just speak to them like the way that you would a friend. And that's helpful because not only does that allow you to build rapport with them, but you also find that you don't need to speak like super clinical or put on all these airs when you're creating content, you can really keep it real. And being in these moments with them affords you an opportunity to come up with content that they're going to like. Yeah, exactly. And when it comes to showing your face, because that's also another part of Instagram, it's not just your feed. There's also getting into your stories. What advice do you have for someone that's scared to start getting on stories and showing their face? Just do it. Get on there, be yourself. If you're concerned about makeup, get a filter and just punch it. You really just got to do it because that's how people connect with you. And I notice a significant difference in my bookings and my DMs when I show my face more versus when I show myself less. Yeah, that's really helpful. I mean, of course, there's like a million filters, probably not a million, like a good couple (laughs) thousand but what a good suggestion. There's like literally no real excuse. You can really like, oh, where I'm at is not like, I haven't organized it or clean it. No, there's like a filter for that. 
There's a filter for everything. And, you know, I prefer not to be seen like on Instagram without makeup. So, but there are days when I don't have any on. I have, I literally have no eyebrows, but you know what? Filter, boom, we're moving. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's literally filters for eyelashes, eyebrows, full face makeup. Crazy. (laughs) So speaking of looks and how things are, I would love for us to jump back to your feet, can you share with us like what it first looked like compared to what it looks like now? You hinted that it was a hot mess, but what what is this hot mess you speak of? Yeah, it was just really disorganized, random post. It was really my personal Instagram prior to converting it to business. So I'd have like vacation pics and then I'm like, okay, no, I'm going to focus on my business. So I'm posting random posts on, you know, hey, clients reach out to me or I'm going to have an IG live or this or that. And it's just disjointed, disorganized. But now I have have it organized. I went really simple. It's no fancy colors. It's really as simple and basic as can be, but it's, it's still easy on the eye. And the reason I did it that way is because I knew that if I waited to get something like all designed and pretty, like it would never happen. So even my first post that I posted within Libby's program, the first couple posts, like I, I literally hated them, but I'm like, you know what, if I don't do this, I'm never going to get it done. And I can't keep waiting on things to be perfect because I won't make progress. Yeah. Admittedly for a lot of people, the thing that holds them back is like, it needs to be done in Adobe Illustrator. It has to have like a custom font. I need my logo done by like the best graphic designer like you all of these like wants and needs in terms of like this graphic when you realize like that's going to hold you back. Like, what is that going to take you like a couple months to get that all together? And then that's a couple months that you could have spent getting clients in your DM. So thanks for sharing the importance of simplicity snaps. (laughs) Yes. Simplicity is key in moving forward and just getting your business off the ground. And speaking of getting started, and we were talking about this already, it's basically getting started imperfectly, essentially, which is what the dietitian boss method teaches. So can you share with us a little bit more than you did already about your, your graphics? What did starting imperfectly look like for you? Well, on one of the first calls I had with Libby, she was, went through the profile and she's like, oh, this is a cute pic, this is a cute pic, this is a cute pic, use them, get started. And I'm like, ah! oh my God, are you kidding me? And I was like, you know what, Aminta, what you're going to do is listen because you never listen. And that's why you are where you are now. (laughs) So I just did what Libby said. I went and I took those older pictures and I removed the background in Canva, added some text, did my best, had you review it. And then boom, we just went with it, you know, because I couldn't wait until the weekend where I'm going to do my hair and my makeup and this and that for the pictures I really wanted. So I said, I'm going to use what I have. Like Libby said, start where you are. You have to start where you are. And it's so valuable to do that. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I find if you can repurpose things like photos to save yourself, that other, that extra barrier, why not do it? So I appreciate that you're like, oh, I really want to do it with this professional shoot with my hair and makeup, but I'm just going to go with what I have to get yourself in that position of like shaking off that fear of like doing it perfectly and just going for it. I commend you for that. 
Thank you. Yes. It's, it's taken me a long time to get here. <laughs> <laughs> and can you share with us, like, how have you adapted from there? Like, what are some other things that you kind of had to shake off and really approach as like, I'm doing this imperfectly? Other things I've had to shake off would be in terms of just getting started with my programming. You know, I've done my group programs before and there's always room for improvement. We always want to improve based on our past client feedback and experiences. But sometimes you want to have everything built out ahead of time. That's just not the way to go. You have to keep moving. Make sure you have that basic framework down. And from there, you develop as you go. Always taking feedback from your past clients, getting info from your new clients on on what's valuable for them. Always having that listening ear because they will be telling you. You know, they'll say, oh, you know, well, I really just need a plan. So you're like, ding, okay, I need a plan. Put that into my program, you know? So things like that have helped me to keep on moving forward. Yeah, incredible. A lot of people do want this flushed out. Like I need all of my modules. I have to have worksheets. I have to have my videos. I have to have X, Y, Z. And I love that you said that it's so much easier to just build it out as you go especially if you haven't even had clients. So how do you know what's going to work? And you allowed your clients to say, hey, actually, I wish I would have had this. And now if you have your clients tell you, it's one less labor of love that you have to put yourself through, which is super important when time is of the essence and it's valuable after all. Yeah, having that just a basic framework is fine. I've even my first program that I ever did, which was last year, basic framework. I had no technology. I, it was literally Google Drive and Zoom. That practice better. There was no fancy anything. Our group was on Instagram, Instagram group chat. That's awesome. Yeah. Way to go. I love that. Because a lot of people think you need extra platforms, you need better equipment, you need a web page, and simple is best. So thank you for sharing those insights. And if you have to, if you had to give advice to just start and to start imperfectly, what would you say that would look like for the listener? Starting imperfectly, for me, I would say jumping in there. Don't be afraid to be who you are. Don't be afraid to show your face. Don't be afraid to talk to clients, to actually see what they want, prospective clients, because there's no point in building a whole program in a vacuum. You're going to get to the end and be like, okay, well, nobody wants this. Let's trash it. So you have to be reaching out, talking to people. Don't be afraid to say, hey, you know, I'm thinking of developing this. Would you mind answering a couple questions for me? That way you get feedback from real people. Ask them what they need to go into the program so you can get started. Yeah, so true. You don't want to build a program in a vacuum. That's really, really helpful advice. And a lot of people could benefit from using that perspective to move forward. And I also appreciate the fact that you said, just be who you are. If you're a person who is like, I just, I'm awkward. I'm funny. I'm ironic, whatever the case may be, you know, just be that that's helpful. And it's easier to get started if you're yourself. Yeah, I really believe that. And being yourself and not being afraid to talk to people. Sometimes like as dietitians, we tend to be on the A-type side 
and we want to present ourselves as being like 100% perfect and 100% expert and everything's like completely perfect and put together. Now here it is. But it's okay to be a beginner. Like we have to allow ourselves to be beginners and people will still appreciate us because we have so much knowledge and experience to offer. Oh, I love that. That's such a good reminder <laughs> to remember what it's like to not like to be a beginner is so tough for people. And it's an important step in really be, being able to build your business is to just allow yourself to begin. Yes, and, for sure. And can you share with us about how the dietitian boss method has empowered you to really get to this place where you're okay with being a beginner? You're cool with sharing who you are and let us know what that has been like for you. Well, I feel like the dietitian boss method has really just encouraged me to jump in. I knew that there was a framework there and I knew that if I studied it and implemented it, I would be successful and I would make progress. But I had to take the time to learn it. Like I, those first few weeks were intense because I was like up all day, all night, looking at the videos, taking notes because I knew I needed to start ASAP, but I had to know what I was doing first. So being willing to be a beginner, having that growth mindset, you know, in the group, we're posting content, getting feedback from you, getting feedback on the calls. That's where we really have to be willing to be a beginner because obviously we don't know what we're doing. That's why we're in the group. We are in the group to get feedback so we can get better and become dietitian bosses. So I had to humble myself many times and I have to do it on a continuous basis and remind myself, hey, Aminta, you're here to get feedback. This is what you paid for. This is literally <laughs> what you paid for. So chill back get the advice and get better. That's what you're here for. Yay. I love that. It's an empowerment piece that I don't think a lot of people think about. There's so much power in allowing yourself to learn and absorb the process. What an amazing self-reflection piece for you to know if I fight things then I'm not going to get what I invested in myself in this program. So to know what really worked to empower you to get your results is so amazing. I hope other people reflect in themselves and see if that's the piece they really need. That, that's their empowerment piece that can make all the difference in how much money they can make. Yeah, it's, it really is key. And before we jump off, I'd love for myself and the listeners to know, like, what's next for your business? Well, my goal is to take this to a three-month program starting in the first quarter next year. So by the end of this year, this would be the fourth time I'm running a group. So my initial goal with my online business in general was to have an online course. So for next year, I would like to record my modules, expand it into a three-month program with weekly live call support for my ladies. Because we do know with weight loss, it isn't a six-week process. It is an ongoing process according to the research and, and the, all the training we've had. So that's my goal. I'm taking it, expanding it, and getting better results for my ladies. Awesome. Well, I look so, so forward to hearing about your growth and also hearing about your program in the first quarter of next year. 
I appreciate you being on the show. And I just want to remind the listeners, you can find Amenta at Black period Caribbean period nutritionist on Instagram. And also she has a Facebook group, Amenta Bullard, dietitian and weight loss coach. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at libbyrothchild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.